Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Stands. I'm your host, Greg, and we have a great show for you this week. Not only is Paul's pile on back, but we're talking playoffs. We have a segment inside a segment. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to talk about a little college football, maybe a little NBA, if we have the time. But we're going to get into Paul's Pylon right away. But before we do, just going to let you know, Paul's Pylon is presented by Seat Giant. If you're looking for the best deals on tickets for sports or concerts, check out Seat Giant. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS to get the best deal possible. Because if you're looking to take your family out for a game or for some music, look no further. Check out Seat Giant. Get the best deal possible. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Doesn't get any easier than that. So go check it out. Seat Giant. That's right. So, like I said, we're going to get right into Paul's pylon. I'm having a great week, just so you know. Side reference. I mean, could have been better if the Eagles won. They didn't. It's cool, though. It's all right. Kind of didn't expect that. But anyway, Paul's pylon. Here it is. Enjoy. That is right. It is Paul's pylon. We are back, and Paul is like the NFL players right now. They're playing in extra weeks in the playoffs. He's gutting it out this week. He's got a case of the sniffles and a little bit of a cough, but he's going to gut it through. He's got a seltzer can with him. He's doing whatever it takes so he can be here for you. Because, you know, it's been a while since we've had a Paul's pylon. A little bit, but he's with us. The man, the myth, the legend. The man that might cough a little bit. It's Paul. Paul, how are you? Doing great, Greg. Feeling a little bit better. Well, that's good. Just like uh, happened to the Eagles, this thing's kicking my ass. Um, excuse me. First off, Eagles did not have their ass kicked. They lost by eight <laughs> points. True. With a 40-year-old man who had a limp by the end of it. And they still almost won. You got the snot beat out of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Seattle's dirty. We'll just we'll say that. We'll get into it a little Ooh. more. Okay, we will. Why 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 do we have to start off that way? I, I just well, try I to make know. it sound nice that you're gutting it out and then you immediately attack the Eagles. You did it the night the Eagles lost too. I didn't. I was gonna. Make fun I'm of actually gonna defend. When we start talking about that, I'll defend the Eagles. I gotta tell you, if Wentz played that game, it would have been a different outcome. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I was a nice son-in-law i didn't even like say anything about the patriots dynasty being over and how if brady leaves belichick's gonna revert back to his five and eleven days with the browns like i didn't say any of that you did not you were very good about it because you'd be eating crow if you did (laughs) it wouldn't because it's gonna be like ends up what happens if he does leave but we'll talk about where he might go in in something a little there's gonna be a segment inside a segment okay i like segments inside segments (laughs) Kind of like, like those chocolate oranges. In segments. Okay. Did you? I'll get take that? your lead. Wait, hold on. You're you, the boss. Did you get that little reference? Segments in segments. We're gonna call it in segments. Okay. It, it's like the movie Inception. Come on. I didn't get it. Inception's a dream inside a dream inside a dream. Oh, okay. A segment and they keep waking a... up, but they're not really awake. They don't know if they're awake, and they have the little things to tell them, and at the end, Leonardo DiCaprio spins the thing, but you never see if it stops. That's not the one with the needles that stick in their heads when they're dreaming? No. 
what are you thinking of? There's a movie that's just like that. So I'm thinking the Inception is kind of a remake or a uh, a ripoff of. No, are you thinking of like some horror movie? Oh yeah, it's a bad movie. Yeah, no, Inception's not based off of anything like that. These are people, people that like these. use a machine that helps them in, insert themselves into somebody else's. Oh dream. yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm thinking about it. I'm remembering it. All right. From way back. It's coming. It's coming back to you. Yeah. Yep, right. getting out the cobwebs. That's coming up back to you. Let's talk about the week games that happened this past weekend because we don't need to talk about fun little facts about anything. We're just going to talk football. This is the football part. We're using Paul's pylon to talk about it because, you know, Patriots are out, Eagles are out. But that's not it. You have the Saints out, and you have the Buffalo Bills out, which, not shocking. It's kind of shocking because they have a 13-point lead, or actually a 16-point lead, and they blew it. But we're going to get into all the games right now, get your opinions, my thoughts, and then we'll make predictions for this next weekend and what's going to happen there, and then our fun in segment. Sounds good. I love it. I love a plan. I love when a plan comes together. Do you get that reference? Yes. Okay, I was kind of waiting for you to tell me. What? What What is it from? I don't know what it's from. The A-Team. Come on. No, the A-Team took it from something else. I love when I the don't. plan comes together. It's been around forever. Uh, that made famous by the A-Team. Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> I, am, I am highly, highly disappointed in you right what now. What did he say? What was his saying, Mr. T? I pity the fool. I pity the fool. There you go. I knew it. I was going to say, what you talking about, Willis? But I guess I had the wrong that show. That's not Mr. T. <laughs> That was that was mini iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to football because we're just gonna get completely sidetracked here. You all right there? All right. Paul's making like weird witch fingers at me, trying to cast a spell on me. I think. Nah. Just trying to deal with technology. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cold and technologies, uh, not a good mixture for you. Absolutely. Anyway, let's get into the games that happened this weekend. Like we said, we're going to going to for the past like two and a half minutes before getting sidetracked by movie and show references and mini T's and Mr. T's and I can't T bird. I don't know. Greece <laughs> happens a lot with us. Anyway, all right. Saturday we had the AFC matchups. It was Houston versus Buffalo, Tennessee, New England. Now going into it, my prediction was. Houston was going to beat Buffalo, and I said Tennessee was going to beat New England, and I said only, though, if they ran the ball a lot and they controlled the clock, which they did. You, they, the, the Patriots could not stop that run to save their lives. Literally, Derrick Henry could walk up to the Patriots' defense every time before a play, go, hey, I'm going to run it right at you. Stop it. <laughs> and they won it. Well, what were they on the one yard line with Patriots? three attempts? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that was also, if you're that close in that type of game, wouldn't you just go for it? Cause worst case scenario, they have the ball at the one yard line and have to get it out of the end zone. Absolutely. That was just, uh, also, I know Tom Brady's 42. Decisions. I know he's older. I know he's not as the same guy anymore, but he still knows how to do a QB sneak. There was zero QB sneak attempts. There was all outside runs to the outside where you need to go north-south there and not east-west. 
Yeah, that uh, that was just uh, not a good set of plays. I'm not going to lie. If I'm an owner and I want to interview Josh McDaniels, I'd say, why did you do that instead of running right at them? I can't believe that he did it. Maybe that's what he was thinking about. Maybe that's – he was going to get mean, that ball across and, and be a hero. I know they have all those little trick plays. They had the linebacker who lines up as a fullback and all of that. Get your biggest guy in there and tell him to run straight ahead and hand him the ball. He's going to get moved into that end zone if you're at the one-yard line. It's just it's, – I think it's physics. I think that's, I think that's well, the science the I'm looking at. Go to the other, other end of the field when Henry dragged three players in every time. Yeah, I mean – He was unstoppable. He – the fact that they were held under 300 yards total as a team, but he accounted for – 70 i think they said 77 percent, something like that of their yards and he had like 216 rushing yards they had two wide receivers who are both pretty decent i think had one catch total between the two of them in the game and it was for like 10 yards and they won (laughs) in foxborough against the legend tom brady who still had time at the end he could have he had the chance to make that comeback and Edelman dropped a ball. You can blame that, but I mean, they just—they didn't play to the caliber they play. And you can talk about Edelman, Edelman dropping it. You can talk about three attempts at the one-yard line. It, it, it just wasn't their best performance. Their offense this year just hasn't been their best. No, and defense. Uh, Henry ran all over him. Yeah, but at the same time, only gave up 14 points. True. As much as that's this is that's the one argument I've been trying to wrap my head around because there have been Patriots fans who have said, yeah, but the defense allowed Henry to run all over them. True. They did. But at the same time, they only allowed the Titans to score 14 points. It's not like it was some track meet where he was running 80 yard touchdown runs. They were holding him for four or five yards chunks. Yes. But at the end of it, they still got punched. They still got a turnover. They did what they needed to do. The offense just did nothing. I so think, you can't look at this defense and say, you needed to do better when they gave up two touchdowns. When you look at the last portion of the season and Tom Brady's bouncing the ball off of his receiver's hands multiple times, yeah. he, you know, he's got nobody catching the ball. That's a tough position to be in, and you can imagine his frustration as well. Yeah. I mean, the biggest issue the Patriots had this year with their offense, and it was plain as day, is they were hoping Gronk was going to actually come out of retirement. And because he didn't, they never did anything to replace him. They got below average tight ends to come in and replace him. You could say Ben Watson, who's not bad, but he's 38, and he had to be coursed out of retirement to be able to actually play. Like, he had nobody. You need a league average tight end who could actually go out and make three or four catches at least a game. And they just didn't do that. They did not. And it, it really was a shame. And we waited all season. Yeah. Gronk's not there. Nobody's doing know. anything about it. He and gave no indications throughout his whole season that he was even thinking about coming back. I mean, he promoted CBD. He talked about the party he's throwing in Miami for Super Bowl week. He joined Fox. Like, at that point, you should be like, hey, maybe we should see if there's maybe an offensive weapon somehow, some way. That we he did a hell of a job spiking Steve Harvey's head. 
<laughs> yeah, you weren't. Biggest, this biggest is a, controversy of his year. <laughs> uh, there's no way that was planned. Steve Harvey looked a little too angry about that. Well, the guy's unpredictable. Maybe it wasn't planned. Maybe it was. Who knows? Yeah, Steve Harvey well, just did not know about it. Yeah, well, the Patriots the should have planned did. for that for Gronk's unpredictableness and realized they needed to get help for the beginning of the season throughout, and they just. They left Tom hanging, but, I mean, it's not like Tommy himself had that great of a season. He was a little off, too. So what was their record? It was 12 and 4, but a lot of that, I think, was the defense. Sure. So, so. he's coming off a 12 and 4, not his best, one of the best. Oh, great season. Best, great season. But. Season record. But yep. when you look back at it, if you take away defensive scores, they lose a lot of those games. Yep. I think the defense in the first like six weeks essentially won this all those games for every you guys special teams defensive pick sixes all that you guys so I'm on the Patriots now <laughs> yep. it's exactly how it works if you're a fan you're technically a part of the team you don't know that that's right that's how it works that's Patriots how Nation that's how you talk about it yeah all right so, so but enough of that game Derrick Henry was just a beast and. The Patriots offense needs to figure out something next year, whether they have Tom or not, because if they don't get a weapon or two, they're going to be maybe even missing the playoffs, If especially if Brady doesn't come back. Agreed. All right, so next game, Houston, Buffalo. Buffalo had a 16-point lead. Houston came back. I mean, is that is that more impressive to you that Houston came back or more disappointing to you that Buffalo blew such a lead? I think blowing a 16-point lead in a playoff game is enormous. I wish I hey I wish the Patriots had 16 points; they would have won their game. But to give up 16 and in, in a playoff game, you just have to hold your ground, and they didn't. I thought Houston was going to win that anyway. Yeah, and I mean, especially Buffalo. The defense for Buffalo is good. It's not like they're even bad. But giving up 16 points, giving up more than 16 points, they gave up 19 to force overtime. And then in overtime, we all know Houston ended up winning. But, I mean, give credit to Deshaun Watson. He basically put the team on his back and said, okay, I got to go win this for us. And that's what he did. So if if you're, as a Patriot fan, have a guy on the market next year that could do something like Deshaun Watson or get Tom Brady back, what do you do? What do you prefer? We have got to get uh, – well, I, I think there's a huge decision ahead of the Patriots on – are you going to pay somebody? And I would say my guess would be it would be a couple of years. And he is great. But you can't do that without getting somebody that can catch that ball and somebody yeah. that can run that ball. They yeah. have got they've got three pieces of next year if they want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I mean, as you can uh, with Houston, if you had a guy like Deshaun Watson, you may not need that dynamic receiver or that running back. You could take one of those away and still figure out a way to win, but Tom can never move much. Would be nice he to have a triple threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he moves a little less now. Well, so, quick quick to throw. Um, yeah. Sometimes you're not quick enough. But so that, that was the AFC side. Let's get to the NFC side. Then we can get into our predictions for this week and our little segment that I know I just know you're going to love. Okay. You're going to love it. I can't wait. So NFC side. Both away teams won. 
Minnesota upset, in my mind, definitely. Huge upset beating New Orleans and the 13-3 and Saints. And then Seattle beat Philadelphia, which I, as an Eagles fan, I kind of saw coming. But so let's first look at New Orleans, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, not the guy that everybody thinks about. Big time, big game performer. Stepped up, got it done, went into the Superdome with that crowd and that noise against Drew Brees and that record-setting offense with Michael Thomas and catches. They have Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Like, their offense is just dynamic. And they contain them, and they contain Drew Brees. Taysom Hill, who's the backup third-string quarterback, who's always in there for trick plays, did better, in my opinion, than Drew Brees. Were you as, as shocked by that upset as most were? I was, and it kind of... There's a little bit of a theme going on on these veteran quarterbacks that aren't moving forward. They yeah. they got shut down. Yeah, both these guys' contracts are up, and their teams have a big decision to make because both of them warrant decent-sized money if they're going to stay. That's amazing to play in that home stadium with that noise, known as one of the loudest, and that kind of support and just get shut down. Yeah, I mean, the offense I didn't do anything. Michael Thomas wasn't nearly as dynamic as he's been all season. It just, I mean, Minnesota did something. I don't think anybody thought they were, I did not, I thought New Orleans would have win by like two touchdowns. I thought it was going to be a blowout, like first half, game over. One of those, you watch the first half and then, eh, this is yeah. over. Yeah, one of those, okay, let me get the stuff ready for the next game. Which, sadly was the Eagles game, and, well, we all know how that went. So Seattle comes in, uh, Jadavion Clowney, thug, targeted, mercilessly attacked, not even, I mean, can you call him even a person with how viciously and by, okay, it wasn't that bad. It was a complete accident, I was going to say, where are you going with this? (laughs) It was a complete accident, pretty much, but still just an unfortunate hit on helmet to helmet slamming Carson Wentz's head into the ground probably should get fined for it because he kind of came in a little late once Carson Wentz was already diving. Yeah. I think he was airborne and, and you, you know, did his head hitting the ground cause it or did his head? Uh, it was definitely the back it? of the helmet slamming yeah. the head further into the ground that did that. Yeah. Um, well, both. And then, then you just see the replays of Wentz on the sideline and even behind center after that hit, trying to take snaps. And it was just, you're yeah, like, oh, the, yep. the only you thing got, missing you're concussed. You got around his head. <laughs> you are concussed. You should not be in in light right now, sir. Yeah, he was in tough shape. And once that happened, four year old Josh McGowan came in, and first playoff action ever in his career. As Who's a thinking about putting a forty year old quarterback in a playoff game? Only the what Saints. What were they thinking? Only the Saints and the Patriots. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but at least at least those guys played all season. Ooh, yeah, this guy, you know. There was do, a you know by the, do you know, by the way, that he on Friday nights flies to Carolina or some other state and coaches a high school football team and then comes back for the games? <laughs> That's who our backup was. That's who went in for us with the season on the line. Like, and hey, he didn't even perform poorly. And I guess the backup to the backup was number our, our wide receiver yeah. <laughs> from the practice squad. Greg Ward Jr., who was quarterback at Houston in, in college. He actually was a pretty good quarterback in college. He, Houston was ranked nationally when he was their quarterback. So I, I wouldn't have been that concerned. I actually kind of was like, 
maybe throw him in there for a few plays. He can run a little bit. But then again, who is going to catch catch the ball then? Because we have no receivers. I I mean I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. As an Eagles fan, I knew going into the game there was like a 10% chance, and that was with Carson once. It yeah. dropped significantly when he left the game. I, I I go back to my comment at the beginning. I believe they would have won that game if Carson Wentz. I do not think the Seahawks dominated by any stretch, and I think the Eagles had some good weapons, and, and if Wentz was in there, I, I see a different outcome. Yeah, I think that team was on a certain type of roll with him as behind center the past few games. They had that four-game winning streak. Things were kind of coming together for them. Their defense was playing well. But I think that injury just kind of took the air out of their sails, and it's going to be hard to bounce back from that. The most interesting thing, though, I have a fun, I actually have a fun fact for you. Oh, my God, I like it. So, the Eagles lost 17-9 to to the Seahawks, the same score they lost by in the regular season to the Seahawks. This has happened only one other time to a team losing two times in a season to the same opponent by the same exact score. Do you know the last time it happened? I do not. It happened, I believe, in 2006. To the What team do you think it happened to? I'm guessing the New England Patriots. Nope, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, get out of town. To ever have it happen to them twice. They lost to the Saints that year, both in the regular season and the playoffs, which I thought was very fascinating. The fix was in. Yeah, right? Conspiracy. But so, now that we've talked about those games, we've talked about them long enough. Yep. Let's look ahead. We don't have to talk about these as long because, you know, we still have our little fun segment. Yep. But we'll start with the NFC side. We'll go back through the NFC, through the AFC. This week, we have Seattle versus Green Bay and Minnesota versus San Francisco on the NFC side. So first, we'll look at Seattle versus Green Bay. Who are you going with? Green Bay. Is it just because of Aaron Rodgers? No, I think Seattle pay, played marginally at best this week, and I think Green Bay is going to come in and clean their clock. Yeah, well, Seattle does have to travel to Lambeau. I think it's not supposed to be great weather, but Uh-oh. I'm going to go with Seattle. All right. I, Russell Wilson is just dynamic. He, he doesn't, actually, matter, doesn't matter he where is. he's playing. I know Aaron Rodgers is really good. He'll run but, until somebody breaks his yes. leg. Rodgers, to me, this year has not been his best in seasons past. I think Green Bay is a very overrated 13-3. and So I think overall, with how Seattle's looking, plus you never know, Jadavion Clowney could take out Rodgers. We don't know. Maybe that's just his thing. But I think overall, Marshawn Lynch, I think, is somehow coming into regular season mode, which is scary because he is... You saw it with the touchdown against the Eagles. He can carry guys a few extra yards when need be. So I'm going with Seattle. All right. I'm marking it down. Next game is Minnesota-San Francisco. In San Francisco, number one seed versus the number six seed. Who do you got there? San Francisco. Yeah, that's a smart choice. Yeah, I just don't see them. I I think they're going to the end. So... Real quick, Scott from Craft Root Sports, if you're listening, we're going with your faithful 49ers. Don't worry. I'm not picking against them. He gets a little mad at me if I ever pick against his teams. But I'm not picking against the 49ers this week. Can't do it. I was kind of hoping the Eagles made it there because I was hoping to do a fun little bet with them, 49ers-Eagles, but 
just didn't happen. So my prediction is Jimmy G just lights it up. I kind of hope he does because I kind of want that little smirk to kind of be like, could have had me in New England. Absolutely. I think that's kind of what this playoff run might be for him. I'm thinking the scene behind the scene before before Garoppolo left had to be a conversation with Belichick and Bob Kraft. And yeah. we may have gone the wrong direction. Just saying. Yeah. Might have. Might have been the wrong direction. I think Jimmy G shows that maybe he should have kept me in New England instead of Tommy and things could be a lot different this season. Granted, they may have not been they may have been different the other seasons, so who knows? But I think this is gonna be kind of a I think he was also hoping maybe to face the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That would be I think the 49ers I think the 49ers right now are the team to beat in the NFC. Clearly the number one seed. I think they're gonna end up going to the Super Bowl, but it starts with against Minnesota, who I think they take care of fairly easily, especially because Minnesota has some injuries, some illnesses going around that will affect their offense and defense. So then we'll shift to speaking the of that, Speaking of that, oh, okay. I think about how well the Eagles did as the replacements. And then when Wentz got hurt, dear God, they had nobody left. It was yeah, right. Well, this, we'll touch on that for a quick second because it reminded me. A lot of people came out of the woodwork saying Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. This all goes back to Wentz needs to be able to stay on the field. He can't and all of this. Plain and simple, if he had hurt his ankle, hurt a knee, shoulder, something, I would say fine. Yeah, he's injury prone. Concussion, completely different ball game. Has nothing to do with injury history. Chris Long and some other guys even came out in defense of it. They're like, if you're saying he's injury prone because of a concussion where his yeah. brain literally slammed into the front of his skull and bruised, they're like, you should rethink like who you are as a person. Yeah, that's just a tough injury and feel bad for him. Yeah. He must have been beside himself. I'm sure he was. I mean, I know his. they had his wife come down from the box to come downstairs to the locker room, so... My guess is he was not in great shape. Yeah, I'd say it wasn't one of those marginal. I'd say he was... Yeah. He looked it. That's about but, as bad as I've seen someone look on a sideline. Yeah, Call that me. was one of the... First... I, I digressed, but it's. I uh, thought it was worth saying that they did was. well. Yeah. No, there are definitely people that are like, yeah, yeah, the Eagles shouldn't have been there. Well, Cowboys had a chance, and they went 8-8 eight and eight with a fully healthy quarterback, wide receiver, and top running back. And that's why only one team in the NFC kept their coach this year. Dougie P. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> All right, let's get to the AFC side. I know it hurts, Paul. It's division round weekend, and there's no Patriots. Like, are you going to even watch? It's bad for football because you got New, New I mean, it's York. it's not. You've got New York and Boston, two of the biggest TV markets in the country. Yeah, but for football, Kansas City's huge. Houston's huge. They're big. Yeah. They're big. They're big markets. But you got the two top guns that. Yeah, but there's these. a. I mean, granted, people probably definitely would watch more if it was Houston, if it was Kansas City or Baltimore taking down the Patriots. Not gonna lie, most people are just happy that somebody did. And all you had to do was beat the Dolphins. Oh. That that's the shame of it. That's the shame of it. Yeah, all you have to do is beat Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> There's a joke there, but anyway, yeah, that's it. Worse, they beat they lost to the Dolphins than uh, yes. just maddening than Tennessee. 
Well, let's look at those games this weekend. The first one, we'll go the number one versus number six, Tennessee versus Baltimore. Is anybody stopping Lamar Jackson? No. I think I think that's basically how we just leave that. Nobody's stopping him. Why why go further into it? I guess technically, is anybody stopping Derrick Henry? No. What is it? It's, I can't. Uh, I guess I can't shake my head. It's the unstoppable. It's the unstoppable force versus the what? How does it go? I can't remember the saying. I don't know. Unstoppable. It's like I can't think of it. Something about an unstoppable force meeting something else that can't be stopped. Essentially. Well. So one of them has to win out. I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson. Agreed. Doesn't say you have to stop nodding your head at me. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I've done it twice now. Twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. Stop like people can't see. I know there's a video section for Twelve on Sports, but I mean, Good this is for the this for is for the radio part. Yeah. <laughs> so we both are going Baltimore. The next game is the intriguing one to me more so because you have it's a rematch from the regular season where Houston beat Kansas City, but Kansas City was a little beat up. They're now kind of healthy. Their defense has greatly improved from the regular season. Do you have Deshaun Watson, Denard Hopkins, or are you taking Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill and the Chiefs and Kool-Aid man himself, Andy Reid? That's a tougher one. I'm waiting with bated breath. I, I, I think I have to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, you're right. You do have to go with the Chiefs. I'm not betting against Andy Reid. I think this year, if there's a team that's going to stop Lamar Jackson and there's a team that can beat San Francisco, I think it's the Chiefs. They're healthy. They're dynamic on offense. They have a good defense now. And I have a soft spot for Andy Reid. Granted, Andy Reid has a lot of soft spots. He's a large man. He's got a lot of cushioning everywhere. So, but former Eagles coach. I mean, he's had he's one of the few coaches that has been in the league forever and doesn't have a Super Bowl. So I think it's time he got one. He's always had teams that are good enough just to get to the cusp, but never get him over that hump. I think this Chiefs team is one of those teams that can get him there and finally get over that hump. Or in his case, beer gut. I think there's some pierogies and some sausage, and he's some good old Kansas City barbecue. Yeah, waiting for him back home if he. That's uh, a whole different takes... show. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to the beginning of Paul's pylon. So our predictions for this weekend: I have Seattle, you have Green Bay. We both have San Francisco. We both have Kansas City. So basically, we go with home teams three out of four. Yep. Sounds like a plan. So last but not least, the moment we've been waiting for, the segment inside a segment. Now I'm just going to play the theme music, and we're going to go see from where, there. Let's see where it goes. All right. Where, where, Will where, Will Tom, Will Tom, Brady end up next year. Where, where, Will Tom, Brady end up next year. Thank you. Uh, that was me. It's an original. I, I, I I'm so. loving that. So where will Tom Brady end up next year? I know we've talked about the Patriots. We've talked about the playoffs to death. But now Tom Brady is unrestricted free agent for the first time ever. 20 years. Never been a free agent. Always signed a contract. Team-friendly contracts. 
but there's a lot of rumors there. The mills are turning, Paul, that Tommy might not be staying. And if he doesn't, where is he going to end up? So this could be a recurring segment inside a segment for the next few weeks because there are a lot of teams that people think he could be going to. And as a Patriot expert, like you are, you've been watching them for how many years? A few. A few. Yeah, I think it's been more than a few. <laughs> My gut. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Each week, I'm gonna give you a team or two. Tell All you right. why he might go there. You tell me if you think on a meter of like one to five. Okay. One being he's staying. Five being he's gone, or he gone. However you want to say it. What you think is going to happen for Tom Brady, in your opinion, the GOAT of all time and his future. You ready for this? I am ready for this. I was really hoping you go. All right. So the two teams, I'm going to give you two each week. We'll go. We'll go for two. That Tom Brady could end up going to this week's choices are. The Carolina Panthers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, th- these two teams are both on the lower end of possibilities, but they do have intriguing reasons why he could go there. And we'll start with Carolina. So, Carolina Panthers, quarterback situation's iffy. Cam Newton might not be coming back. They could cut him. They just got a new coach and Matt Rule, Baylor coach, known for building programs up. But they have an offensive weapon there that Tom Brady has never had in his life before. He had Randy Moss, but this guy is young and in his prime. And Christian McCaffrey, MVP candidate, 1,000-yard rusher and receiver. So that's just part of it. That's an offensive weapon he has never had before. He has James White. He's had Randy Moss. He's had Edelman. But he's never had a guy that can do all of it and take a huge load off his shoulders. Then they also have a good defense with Luke Kukli, Kaikli, I forget how you say his last name, and a few other guys there. And if he goes there, you convince some other guys to stay and some other guys to maybe come for a little cheaper. So that's option one. Scale of one to five. How interesting does that sound to you? As if I'm Tom, Tom Brady. Brady? Yeah. If I'm Tom Brady, it's interesting. In that he will have somebody to... Good, good mute there, by the way. I saw the cough coming. You stopped it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> See? Technology. Yeah. It's, I, I believe he would like somebody to throw to. Um, likelihood, five being the most likely, yes. it, it's a one. It's a one you think there's no shot. Is it nope. partly because it's Carolina? Because um, obviously yes. geographically it matters. Yes. Yes. Where, where's Giselle willing to go? <laughs> Yes. Because if he goes in Carolina, I think Giselle goes, all right, I'm going to go here. We'll see you at the end of the season. Well, we know where she's going. Yeah. Where? She's going to Connecticut. Yeah, but th- not full time. We'll see. Yeah. All right. And the other team I said was Tampa Bay. Now, this one is intriguing for the offensive reasons. So they have a good defense. It's on the rise. Jameis Winston's also a free agent. He just went 30 for 30. That means 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. It's very impressive. First man to ever do so. So, you know, credit to him for being (laughs) both great at throwing a football and terrible at throwing a football. 
<laughs> Who knew you could be both? Apparently only Jameis. You got to take a chance to win. Oh, he took plenty. He <laughs> actually secured his 30 for 30 on the very last throw of the season, much like Tom Brady, and threw a pick six. That also cost his team the game. Granted, Patriots were basically already done at that point. But how'd that, how'd that ball end up in his hands? It was a deflection. Yeah. Because when you hit a receiver in the hands, they should catch it. Catch it, yeah. Just but saying. Speaking of receivers that can catch it, Tampa Bay has two of them and two of the best. They have two all-pro wide receivers in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, and they have a very good tight end who can catch the ball and two running backs who are young and not that bad with a decent defense and a weak NFC South outside of, like, the Saints right now. It sounds like it could be kind of a tempting spot. It's Florida, so, you know, Giselle could be in Miami as one of their houses. One of their houses. Yeah. You know, they have, they have like, seven. Yeah. So, scale of one to five. Is Tom Brady potentially going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's a two. It's a two? Yep. All right, that's better than a so, one. So we could do this. I now say it's Tampa. Next week, you give me two more chances to see if we knock Tampa off the list. All right, so right now, t- yeah. Oh, trust me, there are teams on here that will knock them off the list, I think. But they, that's a pretty good, giving, getting two all-pro wide receivers after having zero. I know he loves Julian Edelman, but. Now also, here's the question. If Tom Brady leaves, we'll add a little extra onto this. What type of behavior will Julian Edelman do to make sure he gets himself cut to go follow Tom? I don't believe he will. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you realize how much love that man has for Tom Brady. I don't think he likes the Patriots. I think he just loves Tom Brady. I think Julian Edelman will stay right house. where he is. He moved to California to be closer to Tom. Think about that. No, I think he's a great guy. I think he isn't going anywhere. He just took Tom Brady's place as the chair of Best Buddies International. And I don't think... Somebody else to be the chair. I know. I know. Well, (laughs) everybody went, oh my God, Tom Brady stepped down as the chair. And by the way, he was the co-chair. But he became the global ambassador for the same organization. He got promoted. It's not not really a promotion. Not it just means he doesn't have to do as much. He doesn't have to do as much. Yeah. He, he literally just has to, to walk he around. He show go, up to two events and open his wallet. Yeah. All you have to do is go, hey, if you see somebody on the street, hey, check out this charity, Global Ambassador. <laughs> that's, that's all he that's has to do. That's what he's doing now. So. Exactly. But all right. That, I think, concludes this week's version of... Where, where, will where, Tom, where, will Tom, where, Brady, Brady end up next year? Where, where will Tom Brady end up next It's just so catchy. I might put that on Spotify. I like it. <laughs> you should. Patriot fans won't like it. But... I actually, if you, you, that's, that's catchy. All right. You'll have people walking out of McDonald's singing it. I like how for some reason it's McDonald's. Could have been Duncan. Could have been. Or Starbucks. You know, outside like, the New England area, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' on every corner. Dun- hey, oh, there's a Dunkin' over there. 
Oh, they just built a Dunkin' at my grandmother's. <laughs> so essentially, you drive by, you literally like drive by a school. It's like, is that a Dunkin' attached to that elementary school? Yes. Home Depot. Yes, it is. Grocery stores, malls. Yeah, they're everywhere. Everyone loves, everyone loves their Dunkin'. I just want one Wawa being a New Jersey native. I just want one. I will franchise it myself. 99 cents every size. I went to, fr- in college, I was like, is that if a I commercial? can franchise I'm sorry. <laughs> is that what? Is that a commercial? I'm sorry. I don't know. But if I could, I would have franchised it when I was in college and just had it be built in the college town I was in because it was in Amherst, Massachusetts. They got nothing there. College kids would have eaten that stuff up. Eaten, well, yeah, eating that stuff up. Not eating, that, that was not the proper way college to say was, that. That was kind of... Kind of funny. College kids eating. Yeah. <laughs> was that you, Mash? You said. Yeah, this is a great uh, education. I got <laughs> clearly. That, that recall was good, though. You got it. You yeah. got it right. Thank you. <laughs> I think that I think that wraps it up. You, I'm surprised you've done fairly well keeping your voice and not coughing directly into the microphone. Well, I try to hit this, this little button you told me about, and I got my seltzer going and my Kleenex, and I'm I'm good. My Do you have any party? Any parting thoughts, Paul? Well, I do have one. Speaking of goats, you know, we talked about the goat tonight. Who is going to win the greatest of all time Jeopardy championship? My heart says Ken, but my mind says James because he's just a unique player. And I think his betting is he plays the game so strategic and aggressive. Ken's not that type. I'm not even mentioning Brad because, well, as we've seen the first few nights, Brad just... He's picking first up. and second in double jeopardy every time. He can't, can't keep up with the youngins, apparently. He even He's, said himself, his recall is not as strong. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I would say I, I, I like Ken. I think Ken's got the knowledge, but I think he's intimidated when James does these yeah. crazy bets and, yeah. you know, I think does when James gets on a roll. 30 grand. Yeah, I think when James gets on a roll, it's kind of hard to stop him, and I, th- I think that's going to be what leads to him winning. But I do think they'll take about the five five of matches or so. I think they at least get into next week, get into at least two days into next week, and then champion and crowned. Sounds like a plan. But I think more people are watching that. <laughs> Glad to know. More people are watching that than are watching uh, some of these matchups that we've talked about. Probably. That's all because of Trebek. Trebek. Yeah. As I said, it's to put a little sl- slight damper on it. I said it's kind of weird knowing what's going on with him and watching this because you're literally watching a man who's dying. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think a lot of people are watching it because of that. There's oh, yes. history there, and everybody likes him. He's, he's yep. missed a game show. Well, actually, he isn't. Merv Griffin was, but. What's your final answer? Ah, oh, Buckfutter. <laughs> Touche. That might be the best one ever that SNL did. I don't quite get it. Buckfutter! <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying it. <laughs> don't make me laugh or I'll <laughs> have a coughing jack. So yeah, coughing fit. All right, well, we'll stop it there. This was an extra long pause pile on, but we covered the NFL and had a good time. That was great. Enjoy and there's it. also, honestly, there's not much else to talk about right now in the sports world. That's right. That's right. But there's no controversy. There'll be plenty in a couple of weeks. 
no cheating scandals or anything of that sort. Hey, you know what? They all do it. Can I say that? Can't believe you would say such a thing. Blasphemy. <laughs> all right, Paul. As always, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. You go enjoy your Jeopardy. Absolutely. Good night. All right. Hey, you're not playing tonight. It's Friday. What? It's Friday. They're not playing yes, tonight. Friday next week. Yep. Good catch. We'll see it on Monday. Yeah. No, Tuesday. It starts back up on Tuesday. Look at us. We're correct. We need we need a schedule for Ken Jennings. <laughs> we need a, we need a break. We we apparently need to go on vacation. You came back from vacation. You now need to go on it again. There you go. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. Good night. Paul's Pylon. Always a great time with Paul. Moving on, though, do we want to talk about college football? Who's going to win the national championship? I've already said it about 17 times, I think, on the past few weeks. But let's say it again, because bowl season's over outside of the national championship, which for some reason was pushed an extra week. Why? No idea. Like, if you know, please let me know. Because it makes zero sense. You lose complete interest from people outside of college football who are the diehard fans. Yeah, it's sports. Yeah, it's Monday night. People are still going to watch. But you have zero momentum going into this game. Zero. Zilch. Nada. So much so that LSU has even said, we're not canceling classes the next day. Even if we do win. Now, what type of school is that? What confidence does that show your team? You won't even let students go out and party the night before classes and cancel classes. It's syllabus day. It's syllabus week. Who cares if they party all week? You're getting syllabuses. If there's a professor in college who is teaching anything significant on the first day, they're boring. Get out of the class. Drop it. Run. Education's great, but come on. It's, it's syllabus week. Nothing important happens. And because of that, LSU is still going to trounce Clemson. I, and I say trounce, I don't mean it's going to be like Oklahoma, but I think they won by 10. I think LSU is just that good and that dominant this year and that no other team, even Dabo's team, a team full of NFL talent, full of Goldilocks himself, Trevor Lawrence, has any chance to take down LSU in their air raid attack, and their defense is pretty good. And how are you going to bet against Coach O? The man brought 1,500 pounds or something like that, or just went nuts on getting crawfish for Joe Burrow for a meal one night. You can't top that. So again, put it in the books. For like the 15th thousandth time, LSU over Clemson, college national champions. Besides that, though, college football, the only main story out of college football since all the bowl games are over, is none other than the man himself, the quote master, the general of the classroom, and coach on the field. Mike Leach is leaving 
Wazoo, Washington, and he's heading to the SEC. That is right. This man, the quote meister. If you don't believe me, I got some quotes for you. The man talks about everything, and he's hysterical. He's moving to SEC. He's going to Mississippi State. Going to make the SEC a little, a little more entertaining. Can't wait to hear what his thoughts on Saban and other coaches in that division are. Oh, good hire at Mississippi State. I don't care if he bombs. Just let him keep talking. Think about him just, just, here's some quotes. Here's some Mike Leach quotes. Because honestly, NBA, MLB, not going to really touch on. We'll quickly touch on injury in NBA and what it could mean for that team. But here are some great Mike Leach quotes. Let's start with what he thinks about Deflategate. That's right. We're just going to jump right into it. He was quoted as saying, with everything that's going on, we're worried about how much air goes into a ball. When everybody uses their own ball, it's not like it was a forged football. We waste a lot of time with that. And then we worry about the Kardashians. How could it be that we laugh about England's obsession with the royal family? At least the royal family has college degrees and military service. It's an excellent point. Now, I know you're wondering, what did Mike Leach think about disco? Was it great? Was it bad? Mike, what a dark time for our country. That's right. Mike Leach did not like disco. Basically thought it was like the plague. I mean, the man's honest. You, you can't say he's not. He gives, by the way, tons of dating advice. Just tons. But for like specific spots. He's given dating advice for Pullman, Washington, for Provo, Utah, for Lubbock, Texas, Moscow, Idaho, which I didn't even know was a place. Thought there was one Moscow, and I thought it was in Russia. That's on me. But he tells you, like, little places to go with them. It's interesting. He talks about why dancing as a Scandinavian is hard for him. It's just... I mean, the guy is loaded with it. He is loaded with tons and tons of things, such as doing live TV. Most of the time, he doesn't even remember what I said. I hope whatever I said was cute and clever and maybe even a tiny bit humorous. I hope it wasn't mindless babble. And if it was, hopefully everyone will forget about it pretty quick. They don't usually. The best, though, the one I found the funniest by far was his thoughts on fighting and if his players get into a fight. To which he said, if you get into a fight... Don't take off your helmet. We're looking for smart football players, not dumb ones. In the interest of time, also, just don't get into any more fights today. But if you are, essentially what he's saying is, keep your helmet on. Because if you don't, you're a dumb dumb. But seriously, there's just so many things. Such as, why does he call the slot receiver in his playbook the elf? Because that was Wes Welker. And Welker looks like an elf. One time it's late, like 11 o'clock or midnight on Sunday, and we're having an offensive staff meeting when Welker comes in, and he's wearing an elf costume. Tights, the whole thing. He jumped up on a table and does a little jig. He's smiling, and then he jumps down. And just before he leaves, he clicks his heels and then runs out the door. That's phenomenal. I mean, just truly. Stories like that are what get you recruits. 
Was he the flashiest coach? No. Is he going to get you the five-star guys? Probably not. But having that guy go into a kid's home and saying, I want him to play for me at Mississippi State, you, you might get a few surprises. You might get a few guys that you thought might go one way, but they might might like Mike Leach just enough, just enough to go with him in the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So I cannot wait to see him. He's going to get way more TV time, which honestly we all need. We all need more Mike Leach in our life. It's just my one man's opinion. A man that has a show on the internet. Don't forget to subscribe and like and all that. Anyway, besides that, that's it. I mean, for college football, that is it. That's all we got. NBA, the big news in the NBA right now is all-star voting. No, we're not going to talk about that. Carmelo Anthony hitting game-winning shots. Is he back? I mean, yeah, technically he's back. He was off, gone for a year because nobody wanted to touch him. And now he's looking like he used to. And t- guys are like, oh, hey, look, you can still play. Yeah, we all knew. We all knew he could still play. Teams were just like, well, he take a backseat of being a superstar? I think he's made it clear. Kind of. Like, he's definitely shown that he could still be a star on your team. But he's also willing to be a bench guy. Which is, I mean, big deal for him. Huge thing for Melo. But no, the big thing in the NBA right now, if you had to choose... Joel Embiid out for at least two weeks. He, if you saw the video of it, it's disgusting. His finger is like completely sideways from an injury the other night. So the Sixers without him beat the Celtics last night, but overall, you could see them fighting to keep that number five seed right now, which is where they sit in the East, which after the start they had is shocking. The bigger deal, though, overall, is definitely the fact that the Miami Heat are doing just so well. Did I mean, I know Jimmy Butler's, like, good, but I didn't think he was lead a team to the number two seed right now in the East good. I just didn't. Not with how that team is set up. Clearly, he saw something the rest of us did not, and he's proven a point that, hey, I'm the number one guy. I can get these other guys to play up to my level. And if they do, things are going to go well. I mean, there are no Milwaukee Bucks who only have six losses, but not many teams are. The only other team you could say is like them are the Lakers, who only have seven losses. But besides that, I mean, Sixers, they're going to have to fight for that number five seed. Obviously, there's really nothing of importance yet. Haven't even hit the all-star break right now. They're 25 and 14. The Pacers are next with 23 and 15. And then it drops down to two teams under 500 as the 7 and 8 seeds with the Magic and the Nets. So they're fine. They're good. They don't have to worry about anything. Joel Embiid can take his time getting healthy. They still have Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. They're going to be good. Like, no big worries there. Worst case scenario, them in Indiana, flip-flop. But for NBA, that's re- I mean, that's really it. I'm not going to go game to game. I'm not going to go big things. of the. I mean, there's no huge stories right now. It's amazing how once in season, the NBA storylines just kind of die down. I'm not going to get into how, you know, 
Beelin called the Cavs players thugs, and he meant slugs. It's a weird slip of the tongue. Maybe it wasn't. What? Either way, he apologized. So that's a non-story. The Kevin Love stuff's kind of died down since the weekend. It was hilarious watching the videos. But he's a superstar that wants to not be where he is anymore because it's a bad situation. Team doesn't win. Okay. Find me a storyline where that doesn't happen. Last year was Anthony Davis. This year it's Kevin Love. Millionaires want to win. Where? Like, I don't know. He's not going to get sympathy. He chose to sign the deal. If he makes a big enough stink, the Cavs will trade him. If not, he'll just play out and still pull up his stats because he still wants to be able to play somewhere else when his contract's up or hopefully get traded at some point in the near future. So, I mean, not much is going to change. But that's that's it. That's all that's going on. I'm not going to talk I'm not going to talk about the Red Sox and the scandal. If you don't know about it now, the Red Sox were accused of cheating as well. Not like the Astros with the banging on the trash can, but using video replay and signals from second base to predict what the pitcher's doing, what's happening. To find me a team that doesn't do something like that. Because trust me, for the people, especially like Yankee fans who are saying they cheated to win the 2018 World Series, no, they didn't. And if you think that, well, you just don't understand how good that team was. That team didn't need to cheat to win the World Series that year. They didn't win 118 games, or whatever it was, the number, by cheating. They had every guy on their team all having very up years. And their pitching actually was competent enough to, you know, win the games. And their bullpen was good. Like, it had nothing to do with videoing relay signals. Because, guess what? Even if guys still had to get to second base. if You know what? Listen to Michael K. Michael K is a Yankee, Yankee, huge Yankee guy. He even came to the Red Sox defense basically saying, every team does this. So, to me, it's a non-story. And then besides that, there are a few trades. Jose Martinez went to the Rays. It means a good name. Not a huge name. So that's why I'm not going to go into it, really. That's all we got for this week, though. That's why Paul's pylon was football, football, football. NFL is what's dominating right now. It's what's in the storylines. It's what's in. That's what you're watching every weekend. You know it's there. It's comforting. You're not watching every NBA game or NHL game. Baseball is not really doing much right now. That free agency is essentially done. There's really nobody left to be sought after that. You're like, whoa, where is he going to go? So that's it. Enjoy your weekend. Make sure you like and subscribe. 12 on sports on the and the sports stance. Check it out on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Have a good weekend, though. Enjoy yourselves. Once and again, my name is Greg. This has been my stance on sports. Have a good one.